1: what's up guys welcome back and this over here rainish morning oh it's
0: raining by you it's not raining by me but it is warmer than it should be it is warmer than it should be and
1: it is and for you know i'm thinking for once this is gonna resonate because tomorrow the guys are gonna hear this right that's true so it's really we're really close in time this time right we are tis the holiday season it is. Uh, everything is decorated around me. There's some a couple of elf on the shelf next to oh, me. Oh, nice. But, um, did it snow by you the other day? Because it snowed by us. It snowed. I was on campus and it, just briefly, but not mm. significantly. And I hope it stays that way. You're evil. I, I I just I I'm okay with. I mean, I'm okay with <laughs> snowing like he's like he did last did a, a week ago or whatever. You like a little dusting? Yeah, like no. No accumulation, mm. I don't. I don't want to plow my driveway. But you, you have a plow, right? And you have a snowblower. I don't have a slope. I have somebody to plow. So it's too big. I can't. I'll oh, okay, die. Okay. If I, yeah, if then I die. just picture
0: you out there with the little thing. <laughs> you can you
1: imagine? Right now, that's that's too long of a driveway. And it's you know, snow makes it's nice the first snow right you see it around mm-hmm. and it, then it gets all black and dirty and last until may and it's disgusting
0: that is interesting at the mall there'll be piles of black snow like yeah. of ice it's yeah it's like a big iceberg
1: which we, we haven't seen like in three years or something like that
0: it didn't snow at all for us last year. Yep. The year before that, we got snow. I'm whole, I'm the exact opposite of you. I'm like, give me a blizzard, <laughs> give me everything.
1: Well, but if we gotta have a blizzard, at least it's gonna be while well, we have to go to work. So we don't go to work, we get <laughs> something out of it. I don't want to have a blizzard now that I'm home. Not blizzard fair. this year. Not blizzard. Fair, fair. I'm gonna be on sabbatical. Not blizzards.
0: <laughs> so uh, snowy holiday Christmas coming up. Um, second day of Hanukkah, I think, is today. I-
1: yeah, something I know like it's that. Like I don't know what day is it.
0: Uh, and so we're talking about something quote-unquote relevant that we decided yeah. yesterday. Really quick, as, as we were at our friend's book signing.
1: Correct. Uh, uh, our friend Nasser. Gene
0: Nasser, who you guys may know, either because you've had him as a teacher or he's been on the podcast, uh, wrote a new
1: book called Mateo's Walk, mm-hmm. The Humanity of AI. Um, which... Of course, we got it yesterday. I have not started reading it. Have you? I
0: read the first couple pages. Oh, you did? It's it's very interesting so far, yeah.
1: All right, cool, cool. But, you know, if you guys listen to us, you should buy the book. Oh, yeah. So
0: he's a historian, philosopher, and fiction writer. So congrats, Gene. But we decided, why don't we do something relevant to the season, to Christmas. And so today we're going to
1: talk about... Atheism. <laughs> exactly. So yes. Uh, reasons why you shouldn't celebrate Christmas. No, I'm just we're just joking. No, 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 no. That is not like kidding. We, both of us like this holiday, the right? Well, you don't like it as much as Halloween, but
0: uh, that's a good question. I think they they satisfy two sides of the soul. I don't know if I could choose. Mm, if you only can have one for the rest of your life. I have to think about this. Christmas is the more wholesome one. It's yeah. the more beautiful, uplifting, um, long historical Yeah. to be continued. I'm thinking about that.
1: <laughs> uh, the, you know, the references to our last year was it last year? The, two it was last ago.
0: year or two years ago. It might be two years ago now. I don't know. Our holiday special. Yeah,
1: our holiday special when we discussed those kind of stuff.
0: We did When you spilled your drink within the first like two minutes because you <laughs> hated it so much. Oops, <laughs> I guess it spilled.
1: No, I didn't spill it on purpose. I spilled it because I move when I talk, as usual. But, but, uh, you know, and that holiday, I still remember Like Sal' favorite holiday being like President's Day or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he kept <laughs> saying because you get a day off. <laughs> uh, yeah. But aside from that, oh, well, anyways, probably we should So,
0: atheism, I think, is something that especially the youngins um, will have some interest in.
1: Yeah, Um, and it is relevant, uh, as we said, but also, I think, kind of timely, right? We seem to be... um, we seem to move into um, um, a cultural, um, what can we say, climate mm. where um, most young people seem to gravitate towards that label, right? Which is wasn't always like this, I'm assuming. It's not like this in Italy. Um, and I'm assuming it wasn't always like this here in the U.S., from mm. this is my understanding, at least.
0: Yeah, it's for the past few decades, the... Rates of I guess you could say non religiousness have been going up, mm. and apparently it's it, there's a range, but I've seen things like five percent and all the way up to twenty something percent That's now consider themselves not religious at all, and apparently back in the seventies and eighties it was it was you know much much higher, well, much lower atheism rates much higher. Uh, religion race so that's interesting to see
1: yeah and i mean religion uh, accounted for much more of the ideology of of the country in itself right Uh, a few you know i read through through history books right that was an issue when kennedy Mm. was running for president it was catholic right it wasn't now that's true yeah exactly uh, you know normal and people were like oh he's gonna take orders from the pope uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So religion was definitely a much... played a much, much larger role in the cultural and social um, life of people back then. I think it still does. Um, and it does because... I I think <coughs> I still feel is a way, among the others, is a way in which people define themselves. Like it's still even any sort of religious identity is still considered relevant by by people.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think it's one of those weird things where in the forefront, there is less of a direct connection Mm -hmm. and influence. Mm -hmm. But I think underneath the surface, it's still there. It's just one of those things that people don't, realize uh that said i do think even under the surface this thing is disappearing and you see this happening not just in the discourse Mm -hmm. of religion but in how the social political sphere is playing out i think there are a lot of direct consequences of this but I guess before we we deal with the the higher level stuff, we can start as always by just this word atheism. So people are probably familiar with it, but I don't think there's a a nice, happy agreement actually on what atheism is, even among atheists. So I guess we should start here and trying to figure out what this thing
1: even is. Well, definitely. Right. And as you said, there's a bunch of higher level discussions to be had. But if you want to go with the definition, I, you know, as you know, I love to start with the word in itself, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the g- Greek word, of course, with a in front of it, which means not, mm-hmm. <laughs> and theism, right? Not, uh, not dealing with God, right? Um, so, theos is God, so not godly, not people that do not theoretically believe in God, right? Mm. That should be the the general definition. Um, which I think it gets, you know, it gets larger and becomes this idea of people that do not believe in supernatural things. Right. In mm. general at this point, but, and therefore they consider themselves not religious, which I think is not true, but mm-hmm. that's already another level of, of discussion. Right.
0: Yeah. So the etymology is good. And, I feel like it already raises a couple questions because if you're saying something is not godly, mm-hmm. right? You run into these questions. Well, what is God? What do we mean by God and sure. godliness? And what do we mean the not part? Because there's a, there's a couple different kinds of negations. Yeah. So you know, we can start off with our funny Mad Libs thing and say it's a it's a stance with regard to something pertaining to some kind of God in some kind of negative way. <laughs> true, true. I mean, but, um, I mean, you had mentioned some atheists are against, quote-unquote, supernatural things in general. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what exactly do we mean by supernatural? Because when I think of that... I think of it in the most literal sense. Mm-hmm. I think of there's the natural, which is the universe, at least the known universe. Um, whereas supernatural would be things that are beyond the universe or beyond the known universe, and as a result, maybe aren't bound by the same kind of laws that we're accustomed to in the the sciences.
1: <laughs> And I guess I think that that is exactly the point, right? I think the most, <clears throat> at least the loud artist, I'm thinking of Richard Dawkins. This is the person's mind. Yeah, head.
0: he's the first person I think of too. Um, and that's what he wants. Yeah, I
1: know. That's that's what he was successful in in associating himself with this. I think his godliness, yeah. right? Richard Dawkins, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that what I mean when I say that they are anti, quote unquote, supernatural. Is the fact that they just deny the existence of anything that goes beyond the material world, beyond Mm. what it is not necessarily explained, but explainable through the scientific method and through the lens of this thing that we call science somewhat, either social sciences or natural sciences. But that's mm. the limit. That's the limit of the universe for them. The limit of the universe is the material, explainable world, I want to say. And everything that doesn't fit that mold is supernatural slash superstition, and they do not believe in it, in any of that. And that goes from God to probably even you know, the mind as a separate entity, right? From dualism to to, to the existence of God. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think this is probably
0: something that's like a very specific type of atheism that mm-hmm. tries to present itself as the standard yep. catch-all atheism. But it's not, because it's really, really specific. You can be an atheist for other reasons than those, right, and come to maybe slightly different conclusions. I feel like this is a an attempt at, uh, at, of materialists and scientists uh-huh. in the scientistic, not necessarily a scientist in the conventional sense, um, people to like blend multiple things together. Sure. So that if you adopt science or scientism, I'm going to use that phrase they hate, this means you are also an atheist because you're a materialist. And th- this is kind of a sloppy concept creep, I think. But you're right that this is what people like Richard Dawkins think. I mean, he wrote this book, The God Delusion. Yep. So that already tells you something you need to know, which is that the idea of Of belief in God is somehow delusional. Clearly (laughs) delusionality is not a nice thing. No. If you call someone delusional, it's not just saying
1: you're wrong, it's saying like you're crazy. But it's also I mean, one of my pushback on this on that book starts with the title. And it is like, Well, delusionality is not a scientific category either, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's interesting. That's funny. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, that's, I mean, the e is like the standard when it comes to disposition specifically, but you are right. There are other ways of looking at this. And I think that sometimes um, the layman will conflate certain things with atheism as mm-hmm. well. They're not atheism proper, um, I would say. I think that sometimes, and maybe we can make those differences in a second. Uh, sometimes the layman conflates atheism and agnosticism. They're conflated sometimes. What they have in my head, two very different things. Uh, it's conflated. Some skepticism is conflated with atheism, which I mean, again, they're two completely different things. They're two completely <clears throat> different attitudes, I would say, uh, towards towards the supernatural, towards, and I'm, I'm, I like to keep on using the word supernatural because, or, Rather than just God, because I think that when, you're, when you are an atheist proper, you're refusing the all metaphysics, not just the existence of the divine being, and then you believe the angels exist, even though some people think the ghosts exist and not God.
0: But- oh yeah, that's something. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should try to go through this position a little bit, even though it's. Trying to take center stage and be the, <laughs> the famous one, just because it is so pervasive and prevalent and people are probably familiar with it. And, and maybe if, if they consider themselves this thing, this is what they attach themselves to. And I know someone like Dawkins will say, there is objective truth. Yes. I'm like, Okay, I'm on the train. <laughs> that sounds good. And then he says... I'm on the last wagon of the train. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the caboose. Oh, holding. You're holding on. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, I guess, barely. Um, and he has this idea that the way we can know the objective truth is through empirical methods. Yes. And this is where it starts to get uh, ish. Yeah. And so, since our way to objective truth is through empirical methods. If empirical methods don't, or rather cannot give us a certain type of evidence, then he would say, uh, I don't think this is a straw man, that we don't have reason to believe in it. And maybe even stronger than that. In fact, we Mm -hmm. have reason to not believe in it.
1: Yeah. I would say the second one is what he's thinking
0: right it's much stronger than that um which, which is already kind of a questionable position right because there is this this I'm thinking two things there is this logical fallacy that sometimes people refer to as um the appeal to ignorance yeah which is i suppose a form of or or adjacent to appealing to incredulity Which is the idea that, well, if I don't have evidence of this thing, it must not exist or it must not be able to exist or something like that, right? And and that's an issue, especially for a scientist, right? Because there's this idea that um, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Yeah. And so I I don't think Dawkins is that sloppy. So I don't think he's saying that we Mm -hmm. haven't had evidence yet. I think he's saying something like, by definition, we can't have evidence of this because it exists outside of the the epistemic framework that he's working with. Therefore, this thing definitely doesn't exist. But the second thing I was thinking, which is uh, also a problem, is to say that something exists outside of an epistemic framework, therefore it doesn't exist, isn't that to presuppose that you you're pretty confident that this framework is the only one and there's nothing that could be de- like it's very obvious that if there's something non-empirical that it's not going to show up in empirical observations <laughs> right so that's right. kind of by definition so that's kind of silly um what do you think about all this stuff so far
1: well um uh, cards on the table immediately i guess i think that atheism is a form of religion where you're mm-hmm. accepting dogmatically all series of of presupposition we can call it, right? Or prejudice and and you just go off by that. Again, don't it's a belief, right? Dawkins I would not like me to say this, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's believing, not knowing that this framework is the only lens that you can use to understand the world. He doesn't know that. You're just assuming so because it's like saying that, you know, because I cannot see the color ultraviolet, the the color ultraviolet doesn't exist, which is, to Hmm. me, it's silly, right? But even admitting that, you know, I can decide that whatever I am not perceiving, whatever is not within my, my universe, I can decide not to believe that that doesn't exist, but that doesn't mean that I know that that's the case. It's just a presupposition. It's like it's a, again. I'm believing in a dogma. I'm just picking another form of religion, but it's still a religion, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: and this is a whole thing with atheism where they they would push back against that thing you say. They say, no, 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 no. This is not a belief in the not. It's a not belief. So they would say it's not that I'm believing. Not in god i 'm just not believing in god this is This is a purely negative claim and i'm i 'm thinking actually of um that video the Ricky Gervais on Stephen Colbert video that I would show my in my logic yeah. classes sometimes where <laughs> they 're arguing about the existence of God and the value of religion, and Stephen Colbert in the video was saying that he was Catholic and he was asking. I was gonna say Christopher Hitchens. I'm just all these guys are blending on my head. Ricky Gervais, um, why he doesn't believe in God, and Ricky Gervais goes, "Well, the difference between me and you is that we both don't believe in 999 million 999 thousand gods. you're talking about by other religions. I just also don't believe in one more." So they frame it as like, well, this is a very minor, minor thing. And you're like 99.9% of an atheist. And in the conversation, this is what they say, the onus logically is on the person who isn't an atheist to prove that there is, I suppose, or maybe you could say could be a god because they're like you're and this is very post analytic philosophy right like you're making the positive claim you need to give me evidence yeah. whereas they would say i don't need to give you evidence because i'm not making a claim quote unquote
1: but again <laughs> the non claim that they're making right it's supported by what because the moment they state they don't believe in god that's a claim as much as they as much as they don't like it um uh, and the issue is like to me, the issue is not the claim or the the proof of the non existence or the existence of God. Mm-hmm. The real problem here is the reasoning behind it, right? Mm. This this idea that they're saying, well, ours is just a complete negative attitude towards this thing, where there is no affirmation. Well, why do you have the negative attitude? Where does it come from, right? What makes you, in our conversation, like when I affirm you something, I say, hey, look, there could be something supernatural. There could be a God. There could be this. There could be that. And I can give you um, a whole set of, not proof, but indication, right? Indications, let's say, clues that there might be something like that, right? That's what a religious person would do. I think that the the sensible way of doing this to, of trying to, to show people that there could be something supernatural, which is not necessarily my position, but I'm I'm just saying that this could be one of the things, right? It is to point out a clues that might indicate that there is something supernatural in existence, right? Mm. The moment we're having this conversation, I show you these clues, and you tell me like no, because none of this fits the framework that I am working with. And that, by the way, you use as well because you believe in science, blah, 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 blah. The moment they say that the claim is not purely negative anymore, they're bringing, um, they're bringing, how can we say, what well, they think it's proof, what well, they think it's, um an argument to the table. And that is the thing that I believe makes them religious because those arguments are all postulates. There's no, there's no reasoning there. Like you're starting, it's like dogma. It's like, you know. There's the Ten Commandments, and then there is this stuff. Like, it's very similar.
0: Yeah, it's not as if they're... So you know how um, Aquinas in Summa Theologica, he'll give the thing and he'll get the affirmative position, and then he'll give all of the arguments against it? Yeah. It's not as if they're doing that, right? It's not just like these books are collections of arguments for God, and then in every chapter I'm just saying why this can't logically work. There does seem to be some affirmative stuff there. Um, and it's it's funny because to accept that framework is to kind of reject the possibility of logic outside of scientific reasoning, right? Because there are some um, arguments for the existence of God that are not like I think people have this idea that the only arguments for the existence of God are the dogmatic ones. Uh, whereas historically speaking, within philosophy, there's a lot of arguments that are just that are based on reason, yeah. Um, and maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. That's not the point. The, the point is that if I, I just don't see like a holistic logical approach with this thing. No. And it's not because I think they're necessarily wrong. As a side note, as part of this thing you're saying where they're saying things more than not saying things, there's almost like a specific hubris. Is that the Absolutely. right word? Yeah. To it, right? Yeah. Like you're so stupid. Yeah. Don't yeah. you know that this is it reminds me of uh, when i was in 7th <laughs> grade so i was in 7th grade and i was in my science class coincidentally and there was this girl in my grade whose name i shall not say and she Are was still, the kind still of you still i uh i i don't follow like i don't talk to her or anything like that but I'm, it's, it's fine um <laughs> she was like the very quirky girl okay in the grade right and like i'm ahead of my time right and i'm the the cooler older sister influenced one um and i remember something came up in class just a casual conversation she was like you believe in god ha. and just kind of st- stalked it's you know whoever said that and that seems to be the same attitude, <laughs> like just grown up <laughs> that, and not in middle that's school. <laughs> and I'm thinking about uh, there was this book that you probably know about that people bring up that they love called "The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster."
1: No, actually, not you me don't me know this? It. No.
0: Oh, you're gonna be entertained. <laughs> so there is this thing called "The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster," and it's supposed to be a parody like a satire of the Bible and religious texts. Okay. And to show you how, quote-unquote, stupid non-atheism is. And so the main idea is that the belief in God is analogous to something so foolish and crazy as a flying spaghetti monster. And we, you know, we we pray to his noodly appendages and there's like this all this silly language
1: I, I mean I wish I was so certain of things I guess <laughs> I think this is what I'm missing I'm missing like this sense of certainty that that's people have I think but that's why might, you're a philosopher this might be why I get off with these people
0: <laughs> i think yeah because i think that it's more so the like you're saying the attitude than the position right because you can have good conversations about this and have good arguments and i think the comparison if i may focus on this because i think a lot of people that are uh let's say younger and also like american-based maybe know about this thing and people have it you know how on the back of the cars people would have the fish yeah, that would say like Jesus in it, uh-huh. uh, and then some people, to be funny, have the fish that say Satan in it. Some people have the f- the fish, but it's like the spaghetti monster. Oh, and I so guess. it has the same shape and it has the wiggly things. Oh God, okay. And I think this is a, and I hope we get to talk about atheism not just by talking about these silly things, but we can't not address these things because <laughs> I think it is an interesting position. Um, the comparison between God and then spaghetti monster is not a philosophically strong comparison because it's not at all analogous to what people who believe, believe, right? Because there's clearly a, a categorical difference between some supreme being who is the highest degree, um... Of categories, call it being, yeah. uh, or truth, or knowledge, or goodness, or something like that. That escapes complete comprehension, yeah. and that who is the creator of all things, right? So who is here prior to the universe, whatever you want to call it, and like very specific human construct spaghetti. Shucks. Right like that that's not even in the realm of comparability, no we're, because we're, we're, you you can't have a an arbitrarily constructed human construct creating the universe. It's just so
1: silly right like its it's, it's even if both of them were human constructs they're not in the same category as you're saying like one is one is supposed to be perfect to always the spaghetti the flying spaghetti thing perfect right, right? It, it's 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 already I mean, a specific.
0: Too tiny of a category. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And this, you're right. So that's 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 there, right? People, people make this categorical mistake, which mistakes which are prompted though by this general attitude of, hey, <clears throat> you know what? You shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't believe in this because this is just silly. This doesn't. Again, doesn't fit the framework, the materialistic framework. Mm. Which I, again, which. I, I'm I'm not going to let go of this. I think it is a religious attitude. I think it is. And actually, a worse, a logically less uh, justifiable uh, religious attitude, attitude, I would say. Ooh, can you... I,
0: I think people listening ah. mm-hmm. are going to see that as like, <gasps> so maybe can you explain what you
1: mean by that? Sure. I think that logically, it's easier to justify... The belief, not the existence, but the belief in, in in God and the supernatural that it is to justify the existence of just a purely materialistic slash scientific universe, and by this, I mean that it is possible to logically conclude with some caveats, of course, right? That God exists and that there is something like that. There are like these clues of which I was talking about. There's like a bunch of reasons why you, um, even ethical and even like, uh, how can we say, utilitarian reasons to believe in it. I'm thinking of Pascal's wager and stuff like that. There's a bunch of stuff mm. that you can think of that can justify you in believing that. While the more we, we explore the purely scientific... Uh, vision of the universe that at least it appears justified because there are too many holes, right? And there is a bunch of, of scientists themselves that will tell you, "Well, this is where science stops, right? And then beyond this, we just don't know, and everything is possible." And but if we, it seems logically not rigorous to just exclude the existence of the metaphysical existence of things just because the current frame that we have does not account for it. Sure and I, and we could say this has happened before. Yeah, I was about to say like atoms were not a thing, right? They didn't exist. And in turn we had phlogiston and you know, yeah, I always
0: think of phlogiston
1: like an ether and stuff like that. Those things we accounted for that scientifically they didn't they weren't there right, and at the same time we excluded like um again even even within biology right we, there there's some things that we thought we knew and that we we exclude completely uh on the other end, and instead they're there right well, you know microorganisms they they didn't know mm. well, if you tell somebody that inside of us we have microorganisms that Live a life that's almost independent from ours, right? People in, in, in scientific people during the alignment will tell you that you're crazy, right? Uh, genetics and stuff like that. Those things were all things that were excluded from the current framework. But if we would exclude them in principle, we will never find them, right? And this is kind of the same thing that they're doing.
0: But Giuseppe, you silly philosopher, <laughs> don't you know that the most current moment, though? is the right Corrected one. for all of that?
1: <laughs> sure, of course. Of course. But that's, you know, that's exactly it. That. And and to me that idea, right? The idea that there is Okay, I'm going to make a comparison, right? There is a within science there's a book. You can combine all the hard science together, right? To make an entire book that explains the universe completely. Physics book, a chemistry book, a biology book, You can kind of staple them all together, like you know, and then you have the guide to understand the universe. It's all in there, right? And if you are studying, let's let's say you're studying physics for a moment, right? And you tell and you are taking an exam in physics, and you give the wrong answer to your professor, right? And depending on what the question is. Your prof- and you ask, why am I wrong? The professor will send you back to, well, that's look at your book, right? Just go back to the definition that you, you study in your book. And your book is based, of course, the book, of course, is based on empirical proof, which is the book, right? How is that different from if someone goes to church and is having a conversation with a priest? And you, the, someone says something, and the priest says, uh-uh, no, this is wrong." And the person asks, "Why is it wrong?" And then the priest says, "Well, just go look at the Bible." Hmm. How is that different? So
0: let's let me pretend I am this person. Sure. What they would say, likely, is unlike the preacher who points to the holy book. Yeah the things in my book are not merely historically passed down speculations that are non-repeatable and just happen to escape uh, what I have seen. Miracles, all that. I can actually show you uh, things that happen in the world that prove these axioms... And corollaries to be true. In other words, these things are publicly accessible and
1: repeatable. I hate to be on the side of the argument, but uh, but theoretically, the preacher could also respond that you can see these things in everyday life as well. Like there is mm-hmm. proof that there's proof of the existence of God and the fact that um, I don't know. That the world, that there is life on earth, right? And the universe it's, was this incredible thing, and that we are smart and that we are able to do things, and that certain things happen in a specific way, right? Everything can be explained within the framework of religion as well, just like it can be explained within the framework of, of a certain understanding of science as well. They both are, in Althusser terms, ideologies. Both of them are. Self-contained, I'm speaking of atheism specifically and some for, so, some form of scientism. Is they're, they're perfectly self-contained systems that have an explanation for everything. And they're, neither of those things are falsifiable, honestly. I think they're on the same level. Neither mm. of those things are falsifiable.
0: And that's interesting because the philosophers of science will say the essence of science should be falsifiability and i I suppose the the critique you might make of that principle is not that the principle is flawed by definition uh as long as it doesn't only in or or, or as long as we recognize that that principle only applies to empirical things but that it, it doesn't actually get carried out that way Hmm. I guess, in, in science where it's like, wait, 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 true. If your empirical claim is unfalsifiable, maybe there's at least something questionable there. But then why are these axioms mm-hmm. almost not falsifiable? Yeah, um, so maybe we can say there's these parallels. I was going to ask a question, but what do you want to say?
1: No, I just want to say that, you know, just to clarify, right? I'm not saying that science is not falsifiable. That would be false, right? I'm saying that the claims of atheism together with the one of scientism, which is not science, right? Those things are unfalsifiable. Mm, like gotcha. that is the unfalsifiable thing.
0: And so it's funny. So it's it's almost ironic, right? So in an attempt to push back against one dogma, we go to another dogma that seems non-dogmatic. <laughs> but at the end of the day, maybe also dogmatic, if not more, um, like you're saying. And so one reason we've been touching upon, right? There's there's one reason to be an atheist that people commonly latch on to, and it's because of these, uh, we can call them epistemological issues and also kind of metaphysical issues. There's now another reason, at least in in my experience, which I think is a common experience, that people latch onto atheism. And it has to do with how they perceive religion as being used,
1: quote unquote. Like organized religion?
0: <sighs> yes, but f- it also would extend to religion in general. Um, and I'll give you a funny example. Do you know the comedian Patton Oswald?
1: Mm, i'm not sure okay uh-uh. he
0: was i would say in the like the the mid-2000s was kind of his his heyday something like that he um he used to have this um thing in his stand-up where he talked about what do you call it this like sky cake or something like that i don't remember it exactly something about pie or cake in the sky like pie in the sky you heard this phrase um it is really the point of religion and the reason why he was at least sympathetic with atheism is because it's too convenient for controlling people um someone doesn't do something you like or someone does something you don't like rather and you're like hmm hey well if you keep acting like that you're not gonna get your sky cake when you die and people are like oh but I want my sky cake. And so they suddenly change their behavior um, so that they get this reward. And so the critique here is like, well, I'm an atheist because any non-atheistic system is just there to condition your behavior. And I suppose the more quote-unquote academic version of this would be someone like Marx, which has this, this famous saying that like, oh, it's, it's the opiate of the people. And so in addition to these kind of epistemic or metaphysical atheists, you have the people that gravitate towards atheism for
1: ethical or social political reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, funny you say Marx, because I, I always say that this one, that that's one of the most misquoted stuff by people
0: bringing up like this came up in
1: philosophy club a couple times recently. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, what I think about usually when we think about this kind of stuff is actually the sophist and trisimachus, right. And this idea that mm. the powerful use, um, you know, religion, just like we use ethics and, uh, that's kind of the, um, what they're using to, to remain powerful, right. And um, to, to keep everybody else underneath that, but telling them, like, hey, don't do that. It's like this idea, um, that we have laws and rules and regulations to keep, you know, poor people, poor people, and, you know, and powerless, powerless, and powerful, the powerful. Um, Which I don't think is, I mean, that's a different conversation, I guess. Uh, But regarding Marx, right, Marx is saying something different there, right? Marx is is responding to to this other philosopher, um, Ludwig Feuerbach, right? Who's the one who says that Uh, the fault, like the alienation, which Marx will talk about, right? And the fact that uh, the people are unsatisfied and there's this longing and things are going not the right way. This whole thing is religion's fault uh, because Feuerbach, you know, to make it brief, he thinks we invent this figure of God and we kind of attach to it all sorts of labels of unattainable stuff, right? This all perfection stuff. It's something that's unattainable. And we look at that and it has like kind of apostasized to the point that which it's just something that we want to be what we cannot be and we become frustrated and so on and so on. And this leads to our alienation, we are alienated by ourselves, right? Um and Marx says like that's not it. And so Feuerbach says to to resolve this problem we just need to abolish religion pretty much. That's before your book. Well Mark says, like, no, that doesn't work this way. The issues are others, and we all know what Marx believes the issues are, like the socioeconomic stuff. And the moment we solve those things, religion will probably dissipate and disappear by itself because it is the opiate of the masses, meaning that it is what people use as a consolation, right? It is literally the painkiller. People are in pain because, because... Things are going bad for socioeconomic reasons again, because because people are, are taking advantage of them and therefore they end up believing in God as some sort of like comfort, right? Mm-hmm. And Marx says, well, it will dissolve itself. Well, Marx actually doesn't have a necessarily anti religious uh, stance, right? Even though he's a materialist and stuff like that. But th- I think that's that's usually misquoted as way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so it's not you would say in principle an opposition to the idea metaphysically and not, exactly. at least not directly but it's more of a critique um, because it's part of the superstructure yeah and if we change the substructure then this thing is kind of going to dissolve i peep. guess my i guess my question would be but isn't that still a critique right like that it's something that's part of this evil substructure and, like, it's going to disappear and that's a good thing?
1: Well, I interpret it differently because I think that what he's saying is if people are not in pain anymore, why should they take a painkiller?
0: <clears throat> yes, and I think that's the idea, right? It's just it is only a painkiller, right? It is nothing more than...
1: It is. That's... I think he, he believes that it is a painkiller, that it is something that helps, which is, by the way, one of the functions that religion plays... Which is important, I believe, and that is why I don't think, unlike Dawkins, that this is stupid to believe in God or to 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 believe in any sort of religious apparatus because he plays that role, and if that helps somebody, I don't see why not
0: mm. he yeah Dawkins agrees with that, I think with, he says with Marx no no, not Marx <laughs> with um the thing you're saying though, oh, because the idea is that you could say it helps you, and not only you could say it, like maybe it does help you, and his response is always, but that doesn't make it true, right? Just because something makes you feel a certain way doesn't mean it's true, which is a true claim, right? Those are two different qualities of something. And I think the, how would you say, more, the, the atheist with stronger scientific arguments would account for the fact that religion has played a certain role mm-hmm. evolutionarily, and I think the part where maybe me and you would take issue is the idea that and now like it doesn't have this role or it doesn't need this role, we're kind of post religion
1: we have which I think the sociology sociologically might be true. But that doesn't make it true metaphysically again. How this? I'm seeing some Nietzsche in here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, right? having, I'm having in in, my, in the back of my head the old time. What are you thinking specifically? I'm thinking about the, you know the, the fact that we have we, you know, God is dead, <laughs> right? And we are killed, it, and now we're replacing we're replacing him with some mm. other values. That are not necessarily better than that one, or maybe there is a vacuum still, and we are be able to refill that vacuum.
0: Yeah, the God is dead thing is interesting because I think this is another one that people kind of take the wrong way. Yep, definitely. Right, because it's not it's not a little thing that God is dead, right? And it's not an obviously immediately joyful thing. I mean, yeah. ultimately, there is a kind of joyful wisdom, right? This is yeah. the gay science. Um, die fröhliche Wissenschaft. <laughs> but it's like he, the madman, when he comes down from the hill and says this, people are laughing at him or just staring at him. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 you don't get it. <laughs> exactly. right? And there's all these lines like um, there's, it, thunder takes a while after the lightning to crash. Like, we've wiped away the whole sky. Is there even an up or down anymore? And the point is that this has been so significant to you that you don't even realize, built into the way you think and all the systems we've developed. So, to not have this, which ultimately, I suppose, is something like a goal or something to accept and to empower us, right, in the long run, um, you have to first go through this step of, oh my God. We got to stop and talk and kind of reevaluate things.
1: Yeah. You know, the, the idols have been shattered. The, we have destroyed whether it was there. Somebody's coming down the steps. I uh, see their footsteps. Is it Santa? <laughs> it's not. You can go. Uh, if you turn that way, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. Um, you know the idols have been shattered, and I think that atheism is one of those values that is that is taking kind of people are choosing that to to to, to fill the, the the void, right?
0: Mm. I think this this uh, ethical, social, political critique is interesting because that's not a critique of creationism as such, mm-hmm. right? That's just a critique of how it has been used. True. In other words, if Within this reasoning, if science was used for bad ends, we should get rid of that too we should exactly so it's more like a a contingent consequentialist critique which? of um, creationism functionally rather than a disagreement actually with the the claims of creationism, right
1: which I think is the stage of this is where we're at right now, right? If things are are used and are going in a direction that I don't like, that I think it's evil, then we need to get rid of it. Isn't it the mm-hmm. old political culture we live in right now?
0: So it's, in other words, we, we gloss over the issue of whether or not something is true or reasoned well yeah. and instead accept or reject things Based on what that means on a social level, so
1: my side of the, of this something like it, right so a...
0: so something is true it's a kind of um it's a weird pragmatism, it's like a false pragmatism yeah. right it's it's it's, it's, mean, a, it's an instrumentalism
1: there's so many ways to get in trouble with
0: this um so we can this is actually i think um maybe a good place to stop for this one, sure. So, so far, we've discussed in some detail um, the issues on an epistemic and metaphysical level yeah. that atheists have with belief in God. And I suppose we didn't get into specific gods or mm-hmm. systems, but we at least touched upon it. Mm-hmm. And then we also talked about why people are skeptical of religion from a more ethical or social political perspective. Yes. And in the next episode, we could start to dig into maybe some of those social, political um, consequences of atheism, or even more generally, determining whether we live in a in a more or less atheistic world than we used to live in. Something like that.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, I see what you're saying. Like trying to establish if our Society is overall more religiously minded or less religiously religiously minded. Yeah. And what spite, that means in spite of this idea that we are there's more atheist people around.
0: Yeah. All right. So we can
1: pause there. Yep. And um, we'll right. talk later, which means that you guys might be, it's going to be like oh, the day yeah. after Christmas. Wait, wait. Yeah.
0: So today, so this is going to be released on the 12th. Yes. So it'll be released on the twenty-sixth yeah. or the second. We should I guess we'll do a post-Christmas release. We could do that. <laughs> to give you guys this cup of cheer. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the week twi- after that is my birthday.
1: I think the 26th is like pretty apt. After you you thank Jesus for being born, then you <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this discussion. All right, people. Um see you later. See ya. <laughs>